No way. Welcome to Black Irish Podcast. episode of black irish podcast with myself brendan mccorkle and mike don't touch my crawford what's up buddy what up brendo how you doing this week my man i'm good how are you man i'm good man you know every day above ground is a good one you know that's good it's also good if you're not homeless do you guys have a homeless problem where you live yes i I consider it a problem i don't know i think i have a solution for the homeless problem in america Moving sidewalks. Just install moving sidewalks everywhere. It's like the saddest conveyor belt in America. You just have to dump how them off somewhere else. Not to be funny, but how did that solve the problem? Well, because they're still going to be homeless. They're just going to be moving homeless. Exactly. So where do you want the conveyor belts to land? Where's the moving sidewalk end? At the Luxor in Vegas, maybe? I don't know. It's going to end somewhere, or it's just going to keep going, because it is a sidewalk. It's like the uh, old book. Where does the sidewalk end? Shell Silverstein. Okay, you do know that. Okay, elementary school. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. And uh, a light in the attic. That was the other one. I'm I'm with all that, man. Book full of, like, poems and yeah, we've got, uh, my older son has one of them in his room. I think a light in the attic. That one was more poems than short stories, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, good old shell, that bald guy. He had a picture of himself on the back of what I think it was a light in the attic, too. He's like bald. He looked, he looked like the guy, the hunter for Bigfoot in Harry and the Hendersons. That's what he looked like. <laughs> He's Harry and the Hendersons hunter. That's a great really, man? Yeah. Harry's and the Hendersons is a great flick. Yes. You don't think so? I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, it's about Bigfoot living with the Hendersons. <laughs> I know. I've seen like they John had a show at one Come yeah. on, man. I think I've seen an episode or something, but no. It's a yeah. movie from the 80s. No, it was a show too, right? Probably. No, it's definitely a show too. Definitely yeah, a show. Too. I don't trust that. I don't know about this thing. I don't like it. Just Harry and the <laughs> Hendersons, all right? Leave good enough alone. Well, I don't know who the show movie, but I know I've not seen it. I thought I, I thought it was a show, and I might have seen the episode. But yeah, anyway, whatever. You know what else is sad is I've been getting fat like the Grinch. I'm just all tits and gut. Like it's fucking <laughs> disgusting, dude. <laughs> like I don't know what then to do time, with myself. Then it's time to do something about that, bro. But I you know. were just like super in shape about a month ago. So what happened? What happened was <laughs> my I had kids home for the holidays i had kids in the house for like a month we also had the holidays <laughs> and then i just hurt my back recently so i was like oh i'm about to get oh, yeah. back on this exercise regimen and then i was like no you're fucking not and i was like ah all right so i just need to start eating healthy and whatever i need to cool back on the cereal and the cookies and cakes and pies and whatever never cool back on the cereal sorry i love cereal yeah especially dry cereal hey <clears throat> by the way not for nothing 
I'm going to ask you to try something for me. What's that? Califia toasted coconut and almond milk. I don't know why they call it milk. It's not that. But it's gluten-free. <laughs> it's soy-free. It's dairy-free. It has nothing that you can't have in it. And So why do they call it milk? The, it's, I don't know. It bothers me. It bothers me. Bothers what is it made me. of? It's like coconut sweat. <laughs> it's like... But you can't call it almond sweat. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just macerated almonds and toasted coconut. But anyway, it's delicious on top of the fact that you can have it. And I would love for you to have it with the uh, Cheerios cinnamon toasted oat cereal. Uh, what? I'm going to send you a whole text on it, but will you try it next time? You go to <laughs> cinnamon store? toasted oat cereal, too. Yeah. So there's a lot of toasted oat going on here. I guess maybe it's not toasted. I don't know. Yeah, toasted oats. I, it's it's delicious. You got to do it for me. I didn't say I wouldn't. I'm just saying there's a lot of toasted oats. It's toasted oat. I will say it's the lo- it's the longest Cheerios name for a, a box of cereal that, that they have. <laughs> but you mix that with a little bit of the maple Cheerios. Oh. It's delightful. There's a lot of different type of cheerios I see you explore, sir. They, yeah, because usually it was just honey nut and regular, and then it was like, oh, they came out with blueberry. That's a thing, and then now they have like a whole <laughs> bunch of different stuff, and it's pretty rad. Good for you, cheerios. It's like, oh, this comes out. <laughs> Brendan got to try it. Yeah, I guess they so. got any strawberry ones. I think they do. Yeah, they have like mixed berry and strawberry. So that might be right. Like, I might give it a try. I don't know. Somebody asked me why I do strawberry everything today. I don't know. Strawberry oatmeal, strawberry cupcakes. Maybe you like strawberries. Strawberry's good. Yeah, strawberries are pretty good. They're delightful. You know what else is delightful? I went to the barber shop today for the first time in a very long we time. We can tell, bro. You're pretty clean. Yeah, you like that? I did. I got pretty this great razor, which I was like, oh, this guy's going to kill me. I've been waiting for somebody to take me out for a long time. They finally saw my weakness. I broke down, and they're like, good, we're going to get him. And even when I mentioned something about it, he was like, I don't think I will. I'm like, oh, that's the most honest answer I've gotten. That's cool. (laughs) But, like, the last time I went to a barber, I was, like, seven. And it was, like, a real barber, like an 88-year-old man that knew how to do two haircuts. Flat tops and comb overs, you know, like that was the barber I went to. <laughs> it was like every he, the guy reminded yeah, that, oh. me of like Toy Story two, where Woody's like getting like redone, and he's like all shaky and whatever, and then like right as he's about to hit the paintbrush to the thing, it's like perfectly flow, and he does everything exactly how it's supposed to. I don't know, that's kind of how it felt. <laughs> but like since that barber, you know, got his training in Mayberry, I walked out of there, you know looking like a young Buzz Aldrin and like look up at my dad like you know I was raised where it was like listen this is what we're doing and you're not going to say anything about it I was like yeah okay but even that time it was like a walk out and I just kind of like remember looking up at my dad and he's just like we don't have to come back here I was like okay okay (laughs) so you admit too this was a bad idea so then in my yeah my third grade school picture I look like Buzz Aldrin at the Apollo 11 press conference when, like, some journals, like, hey, Neil, are you excited to be the first man on the moon? And he's like, wait, what? 
Oh yeah, Buzz, you're just driving. And he's like smiling, like, uh-huh. Like that's my third grade school picture. That's what I look like. Hey, uh, <laughs> to a more relevant, not old archaic thing. Uh I went to an opening of a Tupac exhibit in downtown LA this past Friday. And it was Which I saw pictures from rad. and it was pretty awesome. So I'll give you kind of the breakdown on this thing. So I bought tickets to this thing back in November. So I bought them pre-sale. This I went to opening day. I went like 15 minutes after the, the grand opening. I'm like, let them figure out their shit. Let me get 15 minutes after the opening. Then I can kind of just walk walk through. You know what I mean? Like I strategically got in the second group. So it's uh, at a place called The Canvas, uh, LA Live downtown, next to Staple or Crypto.com. The Crypt. Um, and so it was pretty rad so I end up getting there and walk in and the first room I took pictures of so it's like it's art so I feel weird about taking pictures but like everywhere on the way in they're like hey take pictures tag us you know I think since it was opening day they wanted to promote this stuff but usually they'd be like hey no photography no nothing but again I don't know maybe that's going to be their policy forever since it's only in L.A., maybe they're like, share it with the world. I don't fucking know. So I was like, all right, what I'll do is I'll take a couple of pictures, and then I'm just, it's art. I want to experience the art. That's why I'm here. It's called an art experience, you know? That's what they're calling it. So uh, so I go in the first room, and it's all white. Uh, and all of the art, you know, the material wasn't necessarily what was focused on. It was everything... All the art pieces and sculptures were tattoos from his body. And they all had little, you know, um, descriptions next to him as to either what it meant, you know, in the philosophical sense. Because, you know, there wasn't anything like, this is why I got this tattoo. Or, you know, like, the Thug Life tattoo. It's an acronym. It explains the acronym and all that. You know, like, shit like that. So that was the first room. They're playing music uh in that first room it's it's going over the whole room you know so you're just in there experiencing it. it's extremely cool really rad so i go around i take my pictures and then i'm like all right i'm done i'm putting my phone away so the next room is you have to have headphones and like a little clicker to go in because they get 35 people at a time they show you like a five or six minute kind of video thing like just to kind of prep you get you in the mindset so I walk in, I went in the first room, and I, you know, lit up in the parking lot before I was going in because fucking, why not? So it was like, <laughs> that initial like 15 minute buzz was just coming down when I was like done taking my pictures and stuff, and I was like, why do all these people have headphones? So I missed the first, <laughs> I missed the first group that went into the room to watch the video. So then I'm like, okay. They were controlling the capacity. So that's me and like 12 other people where normally when I walked in, it was like 50. I grabbed my headphones and it was like an open room. It was so cool. Like the way that it all just kind of transpired. It was like I just ass backwards fell into a great situation. So then I'm in like the third group going into the thing. They show a video. I won't get too into it. But it's like, hey, if you can't handle real shit, that's kind of tough. Go to the next room. You know, we don't recommend anybody under the age of 14 see this. Or, it, you know, if you don't like police brutality and shit like that, fucking go to the next room. Um, 
And then from there, it was basically, it's so fucking cool, dude. I encourage anybody that gets a chance to go, whether you like Tupac or not, it's just, it's amazing to see this journey. Um, it starts off with a room dedicated to his mom and the Black Panthers. Like, before he was conceived, this is where he came from. This is what his mom was doing. And then it goes into his birth, and kind of, you walk through the museum, the exhibit, I should say, and each room, turn, twist, is a different section of his life. And so I like the way that they categorized it. I could have spent the entire day there, but considering it was opening day, there was a video element to it. It's an experience you're supposed to be walking through. I didn't take too much time in between. Like, I, I just kind of did what I, you know, looked at what I really, really wanted to, kind of stayed. In each room, I would take maybe, like, five minutes on, like, one or two separate items. I was like, I don't fucking care. There's a whole other room. I want to look and then absorb all of this. Uh, and also... You had your headphones and a clicker on, so each different thing you went to, you could click and it could read to you. So some of it, it was like, oh, that looks cool. I'd click something and read it while I was looking at it or listen to it while I was looking at other shit, you know, trying to make be as efficient as I could with this experience. With the time, huh? But, dude. But did, you, did you have the kids with you or you? No, just up? me, just rolling solo. Okay. So, uh, but there were, I mean, there was, there was every kind of person there. There were young children. Yeah, I'm sure, that's gonna be there the case. Were, you know, art, art people. You know, people. You're like, oh, fucking, you're here strictly because it's art. You don't really even know what this is about. Like, like it was very, very cool. How do you know what they know, man? Because uh, standing next to them, <laughs> like we go, so we go into we go in the room where there's the video, and it's it's like rainforest sounds, and there's trees and wind, and like you're watching this video as they're getting ready to hit the play button prep. And there's these guys like, is this what he's trying to say? Like, mine aren't working. What is he supposed to sound like? And it's like, it's wind, you idiot. They haven't started the thing yet. So they didn't know what Tupac sounded like. They thought he sounded like wind. That's how I'm guessing they were there for the art only. You know, <laughs> judgment on my part. Too bad. But they also had very small headphones, which is the one knock I'll give them. I got a giant dome, man. Give me some extensions or something. Fuck. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Do something on that. But it was it was really rad. So they, I mean, there was an entire section that was only notebooks. And it was, like, broken down into, like, here were track lists. And it's you could tell that the entire notebook is written through, but they only flipped it to one page. And it's, like, you could see, like, his albums. Where it's like, you know, like going from a certain set list and certain songs and then the progression of it. And just, it didn't matter what he was thinking. He wrote down everything that he wanted to do. And then he would go back and compare it. And then sometimes it reverted back to the original. And then sometimes it was different. But I mean, this dude had notebooks for days. And just his chicken scratch, shit that he wrote down just like, ah, I don't want to forget that, but I'm never going to use it, is, like, so incredibly insightful. It's insane, his throwaways. It was just, like, it, it was very cool. Like, there's a whole section on screenplays. There's a whole section on... One of the things that I jive with the most was they put notebooks with, like, business ideas, business plans. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, what else was he into? And it was just kind of funny that I was looking at this, and I'm like, 
oh shit, not comparing myself to him in the philosophical sense any which way other than how we <laughs> organize our thoughts. But I'm like, that's how I write shit down. That's how I categorize shit. You know, and it wasn't all the same, but I was like, I definitely saw some similarities there. Like, that's a weird thing I only thought I did. Like, because other people I've worked with are like, how do you remember stuff like that? I'm like, I don't know, but that's how it works. So I thought that was really, really cool. It was just, I mean, it was incredibly inspiring. Incredibly inspiring. And, you know, also it reinforced a lot of the... But it also reinforced a lot of the shit that, you know, I just try and live by, whether it was my entire life or, you know, somewhat recently, whatever. Just, you know, there's something he said that has always stuck with me is that his quote is, I'm not going to change the world, but I'll spark the brain of the person that will. And, you know, combining that with something Whitney Cummings said a long time ago or not that long ago. Um, where she said she's trying to break every ancestral cycle that her family's ever had. Like, combining those two thoughts is something that I, like, I have in me. Like, there's a ton of shit that I want to get rid of and not pass on to my kids and not have them pass on to their kids. But in my brain, it's not just, I can't just stop. It's like, my kids' kids are going to be the generation that gets it. You know what I mean? That's where it's going to stick. Because otherwise, it's just a break in the cycle, and then the cycle can just repeat. You know what I mean? So it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm just trying to teach my kids, like, listen, it doesn't matter what you do. If you work, like, I, I did it the hard way. If you work hard, you will have moderate to extreme success in anything you do. I'm trying to give them the practical out. Like, let's pick what you want to do and work towards that. You know, like, if you work hard, you're going to have moderate to extreme success. And then hopefully by their generation their kids my grandkids if i'm so lucky <laughs> those guys or girls or whoever they can do they can do what they want their way because they will have instilled in them that if you work hard it's going to come and instead of doing it you know i did it the hard way where I, I had to scratch and claw without much help i mean i've had people help me along the way but i didn't get to where i am with my knowledge of things by sitting around and, and waiting for people to tell me stuff. And I want my kids to know that if you go out and get it, whether you want it or not. Like, I was very successful in businesses that I didn't even care about. So if you pick something you want, there's a practical way of doing it. And if you could do that right and not carry on all the stupid baggage that your mom and I gave to you, then maybe your kids can do it their way with all these tools. They could be the leaders. You know what I mean? That's, I don't know. I'm just trying to streamline that thought process because I think it's super important. There you go, man. I mean, look, your kids, raise them how you want to, man. This sounds like you got a good idea of what you want to do, so that's what's up. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what's up. I'm also going to teach them the tricks of the trade and the ways of the world, like uh, <laughs> the way I handle my ninth grade <laughs> science teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's a way to get the shit you want in life, and you don't even necessarily have to work that hard if you just... Don't worry. Something. Don't teach Mick nothing, man. He's not far from ninth grade, so... Yeah. You know, work smart, not hard. There was a time in, in ninth grade science where we were discussing we were discussing something about the, the, the rate of boiling water. And I remember it vividly because I couldn't believe I pulled this off. So 
I got upset in class. I don't usually talk in class. I'm just an under-the-breath kind of a guy. Whoever's around me gets what I'm hearing. Nobody else hears it. That was me in class. So I got frustrated because the teacher asked the question, is it faster to boil cold water or hot water? And the answer was cold. And I said, I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to have to politely disagree with you. And his argument was, by the time you let the water heat up to fill up the pot, the direct heat would have heated up the pot and the cold water faster to a boiling point. I go, yeah, I get that, Mr. Furman, which was his name, and he had a googly mustache to go with it, which I like the guy, by the way. I'm like, that's, nope, nope. I'd like to interject. I don't agree with that. And he's like, well, that's that's what it is. So there's no debate here. And I wouldn't let it go. Like, almost to the point of getting in trouble. Like, all I want to do is discuss this with you openly, and you keep shutting me down, and I don't care for that. So we're going to talk about this. People don't discuss science, man. So it got to the point where he's like, listen, drop it, and if you want to discuss it further, come see me after class. And I'm like, fucking I ain't doing shit else but waiting for that time to come down click down you know because usually it's like no, no students are going to come see the teacher after class to debate science and Definitely so I was just like you. so after class I'm like I don't even give a shit if I ever make it to my other classes I hardly went anyway so I'm like alright check it out Mr. Furman you have to allow for variance you have to allow for variance so you can't it's not as cut and dry as cold and hot I said, I get, I understand if that's how you explain the question, but that's not how you explain the question. If you're filling up cold water but have the knob turned to hot, it will get warmer as you're filling it up, so it doesn't matter. That is the, the fastest way to do it, to fill up whatever the room temperature water is, but on the hot setting, and it gets hotter from the pump through the pipes as it goes into the pot, then you put it on the boiling water. That's the fastest way to get it to boil. So it's somewhere in between. You didn't allow for that variant. And he's like, yeah, I understand Are you that. serious? I was like, he's like, yeah, I understand that. That's a good point. And I was like, also, what about an Insta-Hot? And he's like, what? I was like, you can have instant hot water. What about that? It's not as cut and dry as you say. And he's like, okay, listen. I appreciate that you're thinking of all these other angles that normally Bro, you people had too wouldn't. Much time on your hands. And you're, I was in science class in ninth grade. What the fuck else was I supposed to do? I was thinking about science, dude. But I'm not in thinking about grade. what he's telling me and going, is that right or wrong? Or yes, that is. Let me memorize that. I'm going, wait, are there other ways to do this? So basically, we just kind of talked about different ways to boil water for like 30 minutes. <laughs> Because it was right, it was like in between, there was like a break, you know, like a snack, 15 minute, whatever. And I'm like, he didn't have a next class. I'm like, I'm not going to that class anyway. So by the end of it, we had a discussion. And he was like, listen, I appreciate what you're doing. So if you want to just do independent study in my class, I'll give you a B. But you cannot disrupt my class ever again. I was like, fucking done, bro. That was three weeks into the year. Done. So I got a B for the semester, and all I had to do was show up and not talk. It was fucking awesome. Well, you know how I accomplished the same goal of getting an A for the class and getting told not to come, just go to just go to the extra lunch period by just being smarter than everyone and letting them copy off my work. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I let enough people copy. The teacher pulled me to the side. I was like, yeah, Mike, don't come back. 
I don't need you to come. I know you know this stuff. We need them to learn. Just, <laughs> just enjoy yourself. Go ahead and have an extra lunch. I'll make sure you have an A everything for the rest of the year. That is rad, dude. I had a. That's also the same stuff that got me put into the step program, though. So, because he wouldn't back me when it came to the principal when I got ratted on. Oh. Yeah. So. Got into some girl, a girl situation, and she told on me that I was going to two lunch periods. But I literally have been told I can go. Yeah. When I told the principal that, there's no way he believed it. So and when he went to Mr. E, get about it, he was like, "Yeah, um, maybe I don't know this." Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny I is know. I had a similar situation. Both, by the way, both in in middle school and junior high and in high school, where I wasn't allowed in the sex ed class. And by the way, I was not a class clown. Like, I wasn't disruptive. I, like, like, like I said, I was only a class clown in the fact that, like, if you were sitting around me, that was a good spot. But if you weren't sitting around me, you weren't going to hear a fucking word I said. You were just going to hear some giggles from time to time and hope it wasn't about you. That's it. But I, before sex ed even came to the table in health class, they're like, the teacher pulled me aside, both in middle school and in high school, and was like, listen... You can't be here. We're going to be talking about vaginas and wieners and you got to go. And I'm sure I've already said this before, but it was like, how are you guys going to keep this kid out of class? And basically it was the same thing. Like, listen, we're not saying that you're allowed to be walking around. So if you get caught, we don't know, but you will get the highest mark and always attendance in this class. If you do not show up for these, this week or two weeks. And I'm like, Fucking all right, man. So you know what I did in middle school? I took pieces of... This is when the... Uh, did you guys have the stupid rollerblader things with the ink cuts in the shoes? And you could, like, grind on stuff? Yeah, that was a very... That's the whitest thing you could do. So it was like the guys that had... We're playing hacky sack. We're looking down like, what are these guys doing? So... I couldn't afford those shoes, and I hung out with rollerbladers at the time because they did the drugs. And so what I did was I ended up clipping pieces of plastic, like squares of plastic, and duct-taking them to the bottom of my shoes and just walking around the school sliding on benches. (laughs) You were living the white life, man. Oh, that was the whitest life, too. And I think it was like, I, they were like the Payless Vans. Like, they weren't even Skechers, but, they, you know. I own a pair of Vans now. Woohoo! My first pair of Vans, I bought them when I was in Cali. Because I need some all-black shoes. Why don't you go with Chucks? Oh, you're you're a foot cushion guy. Mm. You need all the cushion. I need cushion. Did you get, like, skater shoes, or did you get the off-the-wall slip-ons? No, I don't like they like tennis shoes. You know, they make like tennis shoes now. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a big I don't, deal. I don't, I don't know. For a guy but that I'm, likes a lot of cushion. But I also put cushion in my boy, um, Dr. Scholl's jail. Fucking Dr. Scholl. Dr. Scholl's jail cushions. They're amazing too, just so you know. Yeah. Well, switching to sports, you know who else is amazing? Big Poppy. <laughs> no, no, no. To hell with that. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, Hang that's, on. that's my guy. I love All Big due Poppy. respect. But Big Poppy tested positive for there's no way you put Poppy in who who got tested actually tested positive. 
And Bonds never tested positive. He's the greatest player of all time. He doesn't get in. Like, Poppy's good. He's not the greatest player of all time. Agreed. (laughs) Look, the Baseball Hall of Fame is forever bullshit. Yeah. It's the bullshit. It's it's officially bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I... It it was kind of sad. I was like, the Clemens thing. I was like, uh, he they like he should be in there, obviously. But if he was no. held, if he was held out, that's kind of one of those like I don't feel good about it. But you know, it's kind of like Pete Rose. Like everybody knows Pete Rose should be in there, but it's like eh, whatever. You were kind of a giant dick after the fact too, and during. So you know, if you don't get in, yeah. it's, I'm not losing sleep over it. But the Bonds thing, it's like, all right, dude. Like, yes, he was taking steroids. But guess what? So was every 85% to 95% of everybody else in the league. The problem with being great is when you take all the enhancers that everybody else does, it takes you to the stratosphere. It takes you out of this world. Because Barry Bonds has the best eye at a plate I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Ever. Hands Ever. down. When he looks back and the umpire's like, the next one's a ball, I don't care if it, it, it goes right down the middle. I'm sorry I <laughs> fucked that up. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And he was in the 30 for 30 club in like his second or third year. Like, this dude was balling from day one. Day one. It was just when everybody else was cheating. He's like, fucking, I'm going to cheat too. These guys aren't on my level. They're not allowed to be on my level. Let me show them what's up. And then he fucking did. <laughs> Sorry. Like, you I know, get not putting him in. And I, I get him not putting him in, even for the first, I, like, I, and they were just, I mean, okay, they just say, look, we're not putting steroid dudes in. Cool. But when you put one in, you can't put, you, you can't put him and in by the and way, not put Bonds. And by the way. And A-Rod's coming up, and he's not going to get it. First ballot, David Ortiz. First ballot. They first balloted David Ortiz, and his numbers don't even like Barry Bonds would wrap his numbers in a circle twice and throw them over the like, bro. And I am a, and just so everyone knows, I am a Boston Red Sox fan, bro. Like Poppy and Manny are the reason why I'm Boston Red. Like when I really got into baseball, so this is no disrespect to Poppy at all. No, and and but what these writers have took the power to do. Because they are the ones who make these decisions is bullshit. But they just say we got the power, so we're gonna do it, and nobody can make us do otherwise. But it's bull, and that's why I'm gonna get off my soapbox on that. No, you shouldn't. Because here's the thing: like in those situations where David Ortiz was absolutely clutch for for the Red Sox in the playoffs, would you rather have him? Or Barry Bonds at his prime in that position. I'll take Barry Bonds every day of the every week. Time, every day of the week. You know what I'm saying? No, we, so would that, have been that's, a, we would have been in a lot better situation because there were times that they... There were people who walked Barry Bonds with the bases loaded, bro. Yeah. Like, like, that's the ultimate... Dude, he... You got it. He he <laughs> got walked with the bases loaded i remember i forget who they were playing i want to say it was the diamondbacks because i'm like that's it was when they were fairly new and i'm like that's why you guys suck so bad but they they walked barry bonds intentionally with the bases lo- like the handout we're doing this all the way 
uh, with bases loaded, and the Giants were down one run. They walked him to tie the game. Tie the game. Because they're like, yeah. fuck that. He will win the game. Get, the game. Let's go to OT. They're playing for OT. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah. hell no, dude. We don't want to <laughs> lose. We're playing for OT here. But also, that being said, I will say, Big Poppy is, in my opinion, the best DH of all time. Only because that yeah. was pretty much his only role. You know, he played mm-hmm. first bag, you know, when he had to. But he's also, in my opinion, and I know this is probably going to scorch some people, I think he's the most valuable Red Sox ever to play. Mm, that's tough. That's tough. Because that's of, tough. of what he brought them out of and how he did it, I think he's the most important Boston Red Sox player in Boston Red Sox history. That is tough. I mean, who who would you put over it? I mean, you know, everybody else had their moments. You know, Fisk was great. Like all they have, I mean, they're one of the most storied franchises ever. Ted Williams, oh, I mean, good God, yeah, man. but those guys, but they not, weren't the most important to they, the franchise. Yeah, I'm gonna leave those guys out because they, but people like Pedro and Schilling would 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 argue. Would argue that fact, especially coming back from three zero, giving him the chance to make those hits. It they would they would argue they would argue that. Yeah, but here's the other thing: is you just included two people that it required for the Red Sox to do that, and compared it to one. So yeah, yeah those well, two guys had, to, had when you only pitch every fourth game or three games. You know, if they're really tight, and you, you know, Francona's got you by the balls. But you're not playing every day. People don't have to deal with you every day at least three to four times a day. Or not yeah. more when you guys are going but to Without them like, doing that, you're not who you are because you're right. just a DH. You know what I mean? Listen. So, but, but I'll give you that. I, 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 won't, I, will, I will be able to say that, and it's okay. That, that's a legit. If he isn't, he's got a legit argument to be. So. No, I mean, that's cool. Poppy's, that's okay with saying that. But here's, okay, so this this leads me into, like, team sports. And I will say that I think baseball is strategic athleticism. It's, it's my favorite combination of how to play a sport because it's a chess match that you have to be a good athlete to compete at a high level. Obviously, any professional sport, you have to do that. But for me, baseball is like strategic athletics. Hockey? Yeah, but I don't believe that that it's a team sport and you have to play on a team. But if everyone does their job individually, you can win. Like, you don't have to. I don't need you to help me do my job. Baseball is pretty much every individual do their their job. We're just out here together. All right. Okay. Hang on though. Let let me let me run through this and then see if you feel the same way. So I'll say I, I agree with you in a certain regard in that way. So hockey is like graceful brutality. Soccer is endurance and precision. Basketball is a team sport made up of individuals. And football is, is the ultimate team sport. Because if one is, person doesn't do their job in football and the other team everybody does, game over. The other team yeah. wins every time unless they make a mistake. And basketball is a really good team sport because you play both ways. So, like, 
you can't be a liability on either side, then the team suffers. But hockey is hockey might be the ultimate team sport, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Like football, you have everybody has to because you can score a goal by yourself. You can't do that in football. Unless you're the yeah, quarterback. Yeah, it's hard as shit to score a goal by yourself. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. It's going to be hard as shit. Oh, it absolutely is. But like, you're not done. just getting a rebound going coast to coast and scoring a goal by yourself. Somebody's going to knock you almost out. Like, bro, like hockey is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just need people's help. But no, football, football is the ultimate team sport. Because everybody has their assignment. Yeah, and plus and you have to depend trusting. on like a whole different eleven. Yeah, because you're not even part of that eleven, and then the third eleven, which is special teams. Special yeah, teams. Okay. yeah. Well, that's and yes. the other part about it is when you're on the you know when you're on the baseball field. I know when I'm on the baseball field, or when I was, it was like, all right, hit it to me so I can make a play. And I know it's similar on the football field too. But on the football field, the D linemen are like, okay. I'm going after the quarterback because I trust that the linebackers got my back here. And then I trust that the secondary's got their back. You know, it's like there has to be so many layers of trust involved where it's like baseball. It's like ultimately, if you just have a really good pitcher, nah, the other guys don't really matter that much. You know what I mean? Or if everybody catches the ball, they come to them, then we're good. Like, look, I don't, you don't need me to help you. There's do not anything. a whole if lot of come trust you, involved. You catch it. See, yeah, you know. Baseball is all about execution. And football is a lot. You have to rely a lot more on trust. Yeah, and the plate is like, oh, you're on first base. Well, I'm gonna try to hit it anyway because that's what I'm gonna do. Even if you weren't on base, wherever I hit it, you just run as fast as you can to the base yeah. or try to get home. You got it, ready, set, go. And it's not, I mean, but you know, you got to do like shifts and stuff now. So that shit is yeah. The game is the game has evolved for sure. But it's definitely yeah, that takes a lot more communication. Yeah, but fuck the NFL playoffs. Just let me throw that out there. Why fuck the NFL playoffs? Because you want to be the one person that didn't enjoy it this past yep. weekend. Yep. Okay, I actually so enjoyed let's, it because your review. team won. Let's go, Bengals. Bengals. I'm, Titans. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Bengals. Titans. What'd you think about it? Um. What do you mean? What what, what's your it? what's your assessment, Mike? I care about what my you assessment think. is. My assessment is the Titans should have won the game, even though they stunk it up with all those damn turnovers. But they still should have won. All right, so so you're not impressed with the Bengals whatsoever? No, I was impressed with the Bengals the week before, and I think this week is going to be a flat out shootout. I think so too. So we did I'm have plus with Burrow. Go ahead. I'm impressed with Burrow. He plays better than I thought he would be. But yeah. He Should is be fun this man, week. the confidence on that kid. I love it. I love it. <laughs> He's gotta have it though. Yeah. He's gotta have it to do what he wants to do. So good on you, kid. Just don't fuck it up. And then we had the Niners Packers. That was fucking exciting. It was weird as shit. But it A was fucking black punt. That was huge. Change the game. Huge. Changed the whole game, man. Yeah, I was in the playoffs, bro. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. All right, and then this we had those. so then Bills and Chiefs was a fucking wild one. Are you telling me you didn't enjoy that game? 
I didn't watch most of it. I don't oh, see the Wait, you did, all right. You watched game tape though. You didn't go back because what I did. We I mean, were, I've seen it. Yeah, that's what I've I'm saying. It. See, yeah. you you do this kind of shit. You're like, oh, well, I was asleep. Oh no, I watched it the next day. I fucking know you did. I mean, I didn't watch. It. I watched highlights of it. You that's know what I did. Like, I don't record that shit. No, me neither. So what I actually did, we were at a, <laughs> over at a friend's house with the kids and you know having dinner and just socializing, you know, catching up, and. We are kind of watching the game. I was like, okay. I may as well not watch this because I need to watch it kind of like all together. So what I did was the next day, NFL on YouTube, they'll put crunch them down to just the, the big plays, just the highlights. So it was like I watched, I went back and watched the Niners Packers. That was like a 17-minute video. And then like the Bills and Chiefs was like a 25-minute video. But it's just the bang, bang, bang plays. So you basically just get, you know, you don't get to see the setup and all that stuff, but the quick and dirty version of it. So that's kind of how I watched it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this would have been crazy to like be at the game or to be a fan of one of those teams, like the back and forth. No, if I was a Bills fan, I would probably hate, hate life today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no more. Not gonna, I would probably but at hate the same today. time, you're a Bills fan, so you're kind of used to 13 it. seconds. Away from beating Pat Mahomes, and but they probably would have lost next week anyway. They can't beat so. the Bengals. I don't think the Bills would be able to beat the Bengals. Well, we'll see. And we did see. I also caught the uh, Rams and Bucks. That was a bit of a wild one. The Rams almost gave that shit away multiple times. <laughs> and by the way, that Tom Brady bullshit, bro. How great would it have been that if Eric Weddle? And his stupid extra hit cost the Rams. Like, did you see that play with on Mike Evans? Like, yeah, if he was there, they should, it's, it's definitely shouldn't have been no after the play. That should have been a, a 50 yard penalty, bro. It's only because it was fourth down. Had it been third down and they retained the possession of the, of the play, ball. Like, because here's the thing, though. It was after the play, which resulted in a turnover on down. So as soon as that, technically, as soon as the ball hits the turf, it is Rams football. And Eric Weddle came in a quarter of a half a second after with the crown of his helmet at Mike Evans' face mask. Who, which, by the way, I don't really like Mike Evans. I love him fantasy-wise, but he was a dick at Oklahoma, and he's still a dick. So I kind of was like, whatever, you deserve to get popped. But how yeah, bad but he is torched, it? That... He torched. Uh, he was torching Jalen Ramsey. Yes. Yeah, it was. So, dude, the, so <laughs> Eric Weddle almost cost the Rams the NFC Championship game, and they just barely signed him as a fill-in. <laughs> and yeah. he he came second. Would have kicked his ass. <laughs> oh, he would no. He would have flown back to whatever Midwest state he's in and never shown his face again. He just. Live on his riches. No, Shave I mean like beard. somebody in the locker room, like one of the teammates That's what I'm saying. him. He would have never, <laughs> he wouldn't have made the press conference. He would have just walked straight through the tunnel out of the building and been gone. They'd kill you for that. Matt oh. Stafford might kill you for that. I mean, Matt yes. Stafford is my MVP. He is my of MVP what? of the year. He won With our bet. Leading the, league, leading the league in interceptions? No, he won our bet, so automatically he's in an elite tier for me. Oh, he's just your MVP. Like I, you, Brendan's MVP. Okay. He's got more. Say, he led the league in picks. He can't be the MVP. I don't give a shit about that. Throw as many as you like, sir. He, so he, he had also, more picks than 
Trevor Lawrence, man, he stinks. Gives a shit. He also had a lot more touchdowns. You forget that. Like, <laughs> no, I don't. Right. He's like 30 for 30 like Jameis. He got more no, than one playoff 30. win, so now we don't have to have that discussion anymore. He got more than one playoff win. It wasn't just a fluke, whatever. He's going to lose the NFC Championship game to the Niners, so that automatically puts him up on my list. And you know what? he's been covering the over in the playoffs. <laughs> he's my MVP. I don't know if he's going to cover the over this time, but you know what he ha- what had to happen? He hasn't thrown those picks yet. So 49ers, cornerbacks, oh, get your hands ready because they're coming and it might be in bunches, baby. Oh, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Ward over the top just scouting when, when he goes to throw that deep ball to Van Jefferson. He's just going to be sitting there nice and pretty. Yeah, Hopefully man. I'll be there fucking watching it. Because it's coming. Because it's coming. But yeah, you also man, have to there. admit that Matty Stafford has made the Rams fun again. He's made the Rams fun again. I don't think he's... I mean, I don't think he's that much better than golf, man. Whatever, dude. He's made the Rams more fun since the greatest show on turf. Which, by they the way... They just didn't have as much confidence in golf. That's the problem. By the way, the Rams, I do have to say, they own... My favorite Monday night football moment of all time. Do you know what moment I'm talking about with the greatest show on turf? When Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce are running down the sideline. I forget who they were playing. I think it might have been the Cardinals, but I don't remember. And it's basically like Warner goes back. Isaac Bruce, I don't remember the play, but Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt are both going up the sidelines. Both get behind the entire defense. Warner throws it to Holt, and then they're running up the sideline looking at each other for, like, 30 yards, like 25 to 30 <laughs> yards into the end zone. Like, the maestro and I always had a joke, like, I bet you they're talking about where they're going to dinner because they're smoking these chumps, and they're not worried about this game at all. It's just like, hey, where do you want to go tonight, bro? Yeah, that sounds good. You driving? I'll drive. Nah, I got the touchdown. You drive. <laughs> like, it's so rad, dude. That was one of the best moments I've ever seen in football. I love it. Yeah. I love those type of moments. I ain't gonna lie. All right, so just talking to each other in the way to the end zone, baby. It's so good. All right, so Bengals Chiefs. Do you think it's gonna be a shootout? Obviously, because the Chiefs had no defense. The Bengals have a little defense. Mm-hmm. So who do you think comes out on top? I'm going upset this weekend, man. I got Cincinnati. I got Niners. I like Cincinnati it. Cincinnati Niners. Take it back to the Joe Montana, Joe Montana Boomer Sasson days, man. I love it. I love it. So, it's going to be mean, a tough that's... game for you on the Super Bowl, though, with those cornerbacks. Yeah, that's If their line happen. can hold up, it's going to be trouble. I but your line is what is what you it's what you build your reputation on. So go yeah, get them. We, yeah, we rush four. Go get them, Tiger. That's yeah, our big deal. We rush, we rush four. four so. You know, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely rooting for the Bengals to beat the. In the touchdown you gave up the other day, the one that was just a, like this is dumb. Which one? The one on the when you all playing cover two, and for some reason he tried to go to the middle versus the Green Bay. Oh, I don't even know what you're. And talking. Warner awesome. and Warner is already in deep middle on the cover two anyway. With him. Okay, buddy. X's and O's. <laughs> yeah, X's and O's, man. But, Watch too much football. No, and the I, season's about to be over, and I'm gonna cry. Yeah, well, that's okay. You can. You should go to the Pro Bowl and try and like, you know, hook up with one of these people and be their like consigliere for 
next season or something like that. There you go, man. Give me like, tickets and buy me the games. There you go. Yeah, so I'm hoping I I'm hoping that the score of the Bengals Chiefs game is 34-30 Bengals. Hey Mags. And <laughs> um, is she bargaining? Who's by my house, bro? I hate when people come by my house because Maggie just be going the hell off. Like good. she owns the block. Let him know. She doesn't own the block. Yeah. Like well, people can walk on the sidewalk. <laughs> well, maybe not. I don't know. Walk around. Go to the other side of the street. There's two sidewalks. <laughs> if we install those moving sidewalks for the homeless, then it won't be an issue. They scoot on by, baby. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm obviously rooting they, for the Niners. They too. come in my neighborhood, they'll end up in the woods. Oh, come on. Stop it with that garbage. Get out of here. <laughs> my sidewalk goes right into the woods. I'm just saying. Whatever. All right. Well, if the okay, so let's say the Niners and Bengals make it to the Super Bowl. How do you see that playing out? Hmm, I don't know, man. Tight game. It's gonna be tough on y'all. Yeah. It it could be a tight game, but it could get out of hand. If your running game starts to percolate, it could get out of hand. But they just stopped DJ. I mean Derek Henry. So. Yeah, but he yeah, also Deontay Foreman was has earned his spot, so they were split in time. So it's you know you never know. I mean, I mean they stopped him. They didn't. I don't know how many yards, but they didn't go crazy. So I mean, he almost had a hundred. He almost had a hundred, oh. and Foreman had almost a hundred, I think, because he broke off a couple of big runs. Yeah, but if they hold your running game intact, you're in trouble because they're going to score points. Well, we're not to the Super Bowl yet. I'm just trying to get through the Rams, which I have a feeling. I, think, I actually think this is going to be a fairly easy game. See, I, I, funny enough is I kind of think, I think that the game, it won't be as close as the score. I think we'll dominate on the field, but the score will be less than seven. It'll be a three, four, seven. Well, I mean, NFL games, always people make a little hair there, throw uh, yeah, and they always end up not looking like blowouts. But I think you'll be fairly comfortable the whole game. I think so. That's why I'm going to try and go. Because if I thought we were going to get smoked, <laughs> I'd be like, I'll watch it at home. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm going to try. Williams is going to be a big deal, though. Ah, fucking huge deal. Huge deal. They just got to shoot him up and be like, all right, buddy, we got two weeks after this to fix you. And then you have the whole offseason. Let's strap that thing with whatever we got to put in there, buddy. After all these years as a Redskin, you get this deep, figure it out, buddy. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, he, you know he wants it because they're like, you could see him coming off the sideline on some of those snaps. Like, he wasn't coming out, but he obviously was at like 70%. Trent Williams in motion, it, it should be illegal. <laughs> Dude, that's one of the best plays ever, by the way. Yeah, because he's going to wipe out whoever, <laughs> is, comes, whoever is the person. I don't care if it's a linebacker. Whoever the person on the it's other end It's worse for a linebacker motion, because they engage in contact. <laughs> yeah, because he's coming in motion, and he's the athlete at that big of a size. He's whitewashing somebody, bro. Like, I don't want it that, this to be the new thing, offensive tackles going in motion, like the athletic hey, ones. You cannot knock trouble. Shanahan for just being the best at it first. Yeah, no, Shanahan is, is a guru, man. And the Redskins had Shanahan, uh, Green Bay's coach. Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay. And, and McVay, all on their and staff, and they have none of them. At a now. certain point, they well, was Papa Bear around when they were first? Yeah, Papa Bear is who brought that whole That's staff That's what I was in. saying. I thought they were, yeah, I thought they were <laughs> all the, 
they were all the young crew together with Kyle, and Kyle was like the captain of the the cheerleader squad. No, they were all together with Mike. Yeah. Mike was the head coach, and they were That's all underneath Mike. Yeah, and uh, and now they're everyone's gone, and the rest of the offense has been trash for a while. Yeah, and these people are gurus. How do you not know you got gurus underneath your roof? Well, I can't say the same. We let Sean Payton go. He won a Super Bowl two years later. Yeah, and what's he done since then? Thirteen years of mediocrity. And then I mean, he's they're pretty good every year. Yeah. They don't win the Super Bowl, but they're pretty good every year. What's the goal in football, Mike, in the NFL? Only one person can win the Super Bowl, man. Okay. Sorry to say, only one team can win it. And you guys will win in like three years when Sean Payton's your coach after you get – uh, the I hate the fact that there. I hate the fact that I know they would ask for a lot in the trade because Sean Payton's never going to be our coach, buddy. He's going to take Sorry a year off. Say. McCarthy gets one more year, then he gets. And McCarthy's going to win. He's gonna, if he wins, they're not yeah, going to find him. If you if he win if you guys if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl under Mike McCarthy next year, you're good. If they lose the <laughs> NFC Championship game, it's a maybe. Anything other than that, his ass <laughs> is grass. Yeah. And Jerry Jones is the lawnmower. He'll if set fire to it before Bowl. he mows it. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, if we lose the Super Bowl, he can't fire Mike. If he gets it always to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but if they don't make it to the NFC Championship game, that's a cut. No, he's done. He gone. Yeah, he's done. All right. So, speaking of something else, uh, what you watching besides sports? You're back yeah, in I your long order first game? Side. I watched Law and Order, both both of them, SVU and the new one with Stabler, pretty fire. I will say the one with Stabler, the one where he's on his own, that one is way better than the regular ones for me. And I know the first season was very The SVU is getting a little, like, crazy with it. I'm not going to lie like that. But, yeah, I I like Stabler's. And then I'm watching uh, Mary at first sight. They got the Boston season back in full effect. And um, that's about it, man. Then I watch a whole bunch of sports. Man. Yeah. Well, dude, let me tell you. I know there's a lot, there's so much going on, but as soon as football's over, you'll have time to catch up on this stuff. So there's a docu a docu series on Netflix I watch called The Puppet Master. Dude, dude, I didn't know. Spoiler alert! I didn't know that Netflix would air documentaries. Where people were still on their lamb. Like, they haven't found this fucking guy. <laughs> Nobody knows where this dude is. And he's technically not doing illegal shit, but he has ruined, like, ruined people's lives in a psychotic way in Great Britain. And it's like, it's insane this dude. Are you talking about the dude that dates all the women and gets them for money? Yeah, he's a con man, <laughs> but it wasn't just women. It, like it was, he treated them the absolute fucking worst. But like, <laughs> pretended to be like an MI5 spy, like from the time he was like 21. <laughs> and since he's 21, like, very meticulously, and you know, I gotta give a nod to the guy. He was smart about it. But like, never in the same place twice. And in order to fuck up all like credit card transactions and stuff, like they're in uh, England, Great Britain, and. He would, whoever he was with, they would drive, like, across whatever they needed or whatever he wanted to get. They would drive multiple places, like, across the country in the same day. Like, they would start point A, drive all the way across to point B, then drive all the way back to point A but a different place for something else. 
and then drive all the way somewhere else, and that's where they would end up staying, and they would never repeat the same store twice. Or same hotel, or same anything. It's fucking insane, the foresight this maniac had. But, the guy's still with somebody's mom, on the loose, <laughs> and she's like, no, it's okay, I want to be with him. And they're like, no, you don't. This guy has fucking drained your mind, man. But, and this guy, so this dude has been arrested before for detaining and withholding women, like locking them in rooms for multiple days, weeks on end, no food, no nothing, and then going back and showing up and like, hey, if you want a better life, you could do stuff for me. And they're just like so broken, they're like fucking okay. This guy got released from jail because he never physically detained them. He psychologically <laughs> tricked them into these situations. So he served time, got out, and started doing the same exact shit. You can't lock people up and not feed them, Mike. You can't fucking treat people like that. This guy, I hope they find this guy. And he didn't actually do that, and they had the freedom to leave. But they didn't. Yeah. You you don't have the freedom to leave when you believe that you're being chased by government agencies and they, you're safe as bad as to be locked in a room by yourself for weeks on end so nobody will find you. There's Why does no it need proof to be locked from the outside? So you need to be smart enough to know that there's no proof and, and go. That's not on. That's not. That's just on um, lying to you. People get lied to every day. Man. I understand, but there's a very sick, sadistic way that it came to be. And <laughs> I just hope. I just hope. That this dude gets the vigilante justice that he deserves, and his ass gets beaten on the cobblestones in the middle of the street, and the community fucking Rodney King styles just goes around and is like, if anybody tries to come in, we're gonna fuck you up. We're handling this now because you couldn't fucking deal with it. Like, I'm cool with that. Let's see that on. Give me a drone, couple different shots of it. And let's fucking let it be known that this guy's a piece of shit and torture him law abiding citizen style. Pull out his fucking toenails, tack hammer to the chest, rip his eyeballs out, let him look at himself. I don't give a shit. Fuck this guy. <laughs> he really got under your skin, I see. Oh, I better not ever come across him. I would gladly, gladly serve time to have a few minutes with that gentleman. Fucking disgusting <laughs> excuse for a human being. You know who's not a disgusting excuse for a human being? Leave Shriver. Because he is one of my favorite characters of all time, which is Ray Donovan. And <laughs> I'm going to say something right now, and you can debate me if you want. But I believe that Ray Donovan is better than The Sopranos overall as a show. As a collective. I've actually never seen The Sopranos. I mean, not... I ain't gonna say I ain't never seen this before. I ain't seen it all the way through, so I can't say. I've, I've seen, seen it right all the way through and fairly, I mean, not fairly recently, but when I had back surgery like four or something years ago, I'd never seen any of it. So I watched front to back the entire series over the course of a few weeks. Ray Donovan, I've watched as it's come out, you know, uh, season by season. And let me just say, they did not, they did the opposite of mess it up. With, by doing a movie and doing everything. This was the cleanest break I've ever seen in a long-running TV show. And it was incredibly well done. The soundtrack is bitchin'. It ends on my favorite Rolling Stones song, Shine a Light. And 
Liev Shriver co-wrote the movie, which I super appreciate because as somebody who has been Ray Donovan, their input should be in the final episode, in the final way it goes out. So this was basically like, the way it played out was like basically one of the best episodes of Ray Donovan because there are a few that like, there are good seasons and then there are episodes you're like, fuck, dude. That was one of the best <laughs> episodes of television I've seen. This was one of those, but it was two hours long. It was, I cannot say enough good things about it. Now, you do have to accept some of the Ray Donovanisms in it, where, like, he's kind of Superman, and he could be fucking drunk and still whoop ass and, like, get hurt and still bounce back pretty good. So you have to, you know, allow that layer uh, of imagination to, to kind of be there. But if you're a Ray Donovan fan... They did it right. They did it right. I can't wait to rewatch it later. Like, it made me excited to not right away, but it made me excited to maybe in, like, six or nine months, like, I'm going to go back and, and watch it over again. You know what I mean? Like, it made me excited to now have the entire story go back and watch it unfold. You know what I mean? It's like reading a good book except without all the words. I'm going to get to it at some point. I know you will. That's that's one of your guys. Yeah, Ray Don was my shit, so I'm gonna definitely get into it. Well, my shit this week and our shit this week figured we could uh, lay low a little bit. It's time to fucking chill. Everybody's getting a little too excited. It's time to chill out. So this week our Spotify playlist, we're going with Bob Marley and Tom Petty. We're gonna smooth it out a little bit this week. So on that note, keep that love in your heart. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Brendalis7 for me, at BlackIrish213 for Mike, and at BlackIrishPod for the both of us, our collective. We're going to be uh, moving and shaking here pretty soon. So uh, keep coming. Keep having the fun with us every Thursday. And in the meantime, make sure you love each other. I love you, dude. Always, man. Love you too, bro. Later.